Welcome to The Maker and The Merchant with Fergus Elias and Lee Isaacs. But he, he was a brilliant guitarist, I remember that. But he used to work for the Quiggins factory. And his job title related exactly to the thing you've just said, which will leave oh, really? the audience wondering about. But that was his job title. So he was Professor Iggy. Iggy. And his t- job title and was... his mm, job title mm. was... Happy New Year. Uh, Lee says Happy New Year. <laughs> yes, you're on there. <laughs> you're on headphones, of course. Bethan also says Happy yes. New Year. Uh, you're Just... na- you've now appeared in an episode of The Maker and the Merchant. Oh, That's it, an, an, an appearance. <laughs> That's it. We're getting, we're getting uh, joy. Bethan, we're getting like joy. I... Ecstasy. Forgets that, that, that this is a, that, that this is an audio experience. <laughs> a sticky out, a sticky out tongue. Um, yeah. Bethan is now doing cartwheels. It's she's cool. leapt from the ground like a like a train <laughs> gymnast. She's, she's swung around the lampshade. She's kicked Ferg in the head and said, I'm, "I'm taking over. Give me all your money." Uh, Ferg is now producing his wallet from his pocket. He, he, he looks quite frightened. Uh, he's, he's pulling out wads, of, ladies and gentlemen, he's pulling out wads of cash from his, from his so genuine cash. leather Balfour at Hushita State embossed wallet, and he's handed it all over to Bethan. And My now giant I can hear, leather embossed Now I can wallet. hear footsteps and a door slam and a car squealing. And she's she, she's gone. She's gone. She's gone. She's, she's gone. gone. It's to, so uh, sad. To Waitrose. <laughs> to, to Waitrose <laughs> to spend all that cash that I earn as a winemaker. I mean, I've heard winemakers are just rolling in cash. Yeah, yeah. You should um, you should go for dinner around Brad and Sherry's. They they actually you go into the bathroom to wash your hands, turn the sink on, Krug. Krug comes out of the. Of course, tap. you know they they make the premier English sparkling wine, so they 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 have a rather disapproving view of crew. Yeah, I mean, you should see what they use to flush the lose, though. Well, I I, I dread to think. DRC. <laughs> well, happy New Year, dear listener. Happy New Year, <laughs> Ferg. Hi, <Bob. laughs> happy Feliz Año Nuevo. Yeah, Felice Navidad to you to, too. To, to, to everybody. Um, first. Oh. All Salute. right. We're, we're going to get straight into it. What are you drinking? Uh, I know oh, what well, that is just from the appearance of the can. Again, this is an audio experience, but I can see the can, although I can't see the brand. I can see the can and I immediately recognise what it was. Um, yes, yeah, so Lee there, you're the one who's uh, breaking that. Is it the fourth wall where you refer directly to the audience? Is it the fourth uh, wall? I, 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 uh, I, I just can't stand the concept of Brechtian alienation, either for me as a performer or, or is it for the audience in the role of audience? So, um, um, yeah, that is, that is a tool I will be regularly employing in future podcast records. Perfect, man. So uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm drinking Bitburger Drive. I see. Yeah, no, I am indeed drinking Lucky Saint. Um, so <laughs> I am for my sins, and also because out of this deal, I get a repainted bathroom. Uh, doing Dry January. Oh my! I mean, there are well, there are is, is this... there are caveats to this. Okay, go on. What are the caveats to you doing Dry January? You as a winemaker. 
I do have to drink wine. Yeah. Well, you have to taste wine. Taste, taste, taste wine. Mm. So the caveat is, if it's work, um, it doesn't. It's count. okay. It um, doesn't count. Now, technically, TM and TM is work, and I think we had about eighteen nights out planned this month, didn't we? For for business, you know, TM and TM business meetings and planning and such. Yes. No. Actually, uh, I I need to move the one that we've booked for Malibu at the end of the month. Oh, um, is, does it clash with the Bondi Beach layover? Yeah, that okay. That's the that's the problem. I actually I think I'd rather spend a bit longer in Bondi. That's that's that, that that's fair enough. I'm, um, I'm still getting all... trouble with the planning permission for the Everest episode. Yeah, it, I don't know why they're being so funny top. about that. You know, I, I like... just thought we could parachute straight to the top. You know, cut out all that bollocks of getting yeah. from base camp to the top. Just parachute in. I was actually just going to hire about three dozen Sherpas and get them to carry a massive statue of a bottle of Balfour Brut Rosé up to the top. Just leave yeah, it there. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to put, you know, England's second best sparkling wine. Fuck off. <laughs> um, actually, though, I, I believe the dry January you're doing uh, is the German version, isn't it? Because today, as we record this, it is dry of January. Oh, very if good. You, you see? Yes. Uh, Yes, dry January. Um, Zwei dry January. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing dry January, but I have got um, a really interesting low and no thing in front of me. That Ooh, I'm try. what have um, you got? It, it's called water. Uh, I got it from oh, the tap and put it through a How exciting. Filter, and it's wonderful. Uh, did you pay over the odds for it? Um, I did, but I, that also had the added benefit that uh, our local river is now flooded with sewage. So... <laughs> Excellent. And Please it makes the shareholders man. even richer. I mean, who couldn't be pleased about that? I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so, I, yeah, no. Um, I, sorry, after you. After you, I, I am not that sold on Lucky Saint. I bought a case because I thought, oh, it'll be interesting to try. Everyone talks about it. I mean, everyone, including, you know, Mr. Mary Lees himself, an MW student at one stage. Indeed. Now we now we know why he never completed it because he likes this shit. It's revolting. Well, well, it's not. That's I've been really unfair. It, it's it, not revolting. It, it it's not. Look, look, I can't really give an opinion on the low and no thing because it, it's anathema to me. Um, <laughs> if somebody, I don't want to drink alcohol. That's fantastic. That we live in a society mm. where you can make that choice and you can live that choice, and that is to be celebrated. And uh, well, it's, it's like, I, I'll disagree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death of your right to say it. Right? You know, you don't have to drink alcohol. You've chosen not to. That is that is fabulous. And nobody should put you in a situation where you feel forced or ostracised or anything like that. But then to turn around and go, well, I'd like a beer. Fuck off. Beer's got alcohol in it. So you can't have know. a beer. I'll, I don't I'll, know, I'm mate. pregnant. It's, it's I like be... drinking beer. I'd like to replicate the experience whilst pregnant. Okay, but nobody's marketed it. That one. Not that I've seen. Not that no. I've seen. Oh, I, maybe that's, year, maybe that's actually, what they're missing. Last year, I interviewed the founder and owner of Lucky Saint because really? I used to have a job. Um, oh, yeah. Did you yeah. miss that? No. No. I, I, I don't like being in the scenario in which I'm currently in going, I need a job. <laughs> uh, that's not nice. But no. actually, the, <clears throat> the reflection time I've had um, has made me realise better off out so in, i think in the long run i'll look back and go they did me a favor 
Um, still very unpleasant. I, uh, of course, feel it could have been handled better. But as I think I've said before, I don't think anyone's ever been made redundant and go, oh, no, that's fine. They handled that really well. Um, but with with sort of that in mind, I was we were going to, you know, it's New Year. New Year is a time of kind of reflection and reevaluation and, and, and lots of thinking. And, and I think we should do that as human beings all the time anyway. But New Year kind of is a convenient focal point. New starts, new beginnings. But what were some of your highlights, be them personal or professional, of 2023? Ooh, 2023. I, that, no, there's, there's, there's only one correct answer to this question, Lee. Was it our dinner at Hawksmoor? We didn't go to Hawksmoor. We went to Gaucho. Was it our dinner at Gaucho? <laughs> we were going to go Clearly to Hawksmoor. Really, highlights of yours. Oh, it, was, it was so good, I got the wrong restaurant. Uh, well, no, I mean, I did... I, I mean, personally, I did go to Hawksmoor on the Friday. Do you know who else yeah. was in there on the Friday? Uh, was it was was it Anthony Newland? Piers Morgan. How close to him were you? He touched me. What? I was standing up. He brushed past because was, he was, was going to his or table. After he hacked your phone, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> nice use of the allegedly there. We Thank wouldn't you. want to get sued. No. Allegedly. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know. My phone got very hot. Um, but then I think he probably allegedly realised that actually no one really wants to talk to me that's remotely interesting or salacious. So, and so allegedly he might have just fucked off. But what, what what I'm thinking here is you were in close enough proximity that you had the chance to take him out, and you haven't. Not take him know, out but... to dinner. I mean, he was already there for dinner. But I know, but I was, I was, I we were seeing friends, and they just had they had a three month old baby, and I yeah. had the baby in my arms. I couldn't try. So, and you, so punch you've already Piers got hold Morgan. of a handy cosh. <laughs> 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 That I moves, could... so it's even more disconcerting where he assaulted with the said poor child. Possibly in good Imagine faith. Imagine how, how surprised how surpri- <laughs> you've walked into a restaurant, whoever you are. Somebody not only attacks you, they attack you with a baby. So it sort of like doubles the attack. Yeah, no, it? you're right, actually. I, t- I totally missed that trick. Um, <laughs> what did I do? Okay, personal, a personal highlight, and obviously the highlight of the year was um, Beth and I obviously got engaged. That was, that, that was quite a big thing. That was a high um, You know, celebrated with an evening at Hilltop Hoods in a strange sort of warehouse in the outskirts of Vienna. Um, that's that's how anyone would celebrate their engagement. It's traditional, no? Uh, professionally, didn't I? I think I passed a million bottles as head winemaker somewhere near the top of the year. Yes, I think I did. I'm I'm going to pass two million this year. No. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, I just did the sums, and I realised because I've been I'm I'm now at about one point three, just shy of, um, and yeah, we're we're making nine hundred thousand bottles well, of, this of year. Of course, twenty twenty three bumper vintage. If you could sum up the oh, English thousand, sorry, eight hundred thousand. If you could yeah. sum up the English vintage twenty twenty three. As a famous cricketer or cricket match, uh, which cricketer or cricket match would serve as an analogy for the English vintage twenty twenty three? Oh, um, the fourth Ashes Test. 
all looked very exciting at the start. Everything was looking great, and then it rained. Right, which would be problematic because we know that the mm. cricketers, if they drink too much water, they become dilute, and and it, it, it sort of washes out their acidity. It, it, exactly, yeah. uh, and that was the problem um, with that test match. It, it never finished. So, yeah, um, yeah. So that that's actually, I'm quite happy with that. With that, yeah. Metaphor, I was thinking um, so to dear listener, you know, as anybody who's listened to this pod before will will have gathered that there's not a huge amount of planning, uh, although there is often some form of planning. Uh, every question with which I, I've assaulted for this evening about his highlights of 23, would he attack someone with a live baby? And the cricket, <laughs> then with off spec, I mean, just look at how quickly he thought on his feet there, or you know, yeah. he sat down, but it, it, it still counts. I'm actually I'm quite proud of that response. I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, it, I mean it. It was um, it was a tricky vintage. I'm I'm happy with where it's ended up though. Um, we've got some really good wines in tank. Uh, I've already filled quite a lot of wine into bottles for sparkling base, and that's tasting really good. Um, you know, it's 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 all right. It's all right. When, um, when realistically, realistically, will we see the first fruits of your labours? Ooh. Um, April. Wow. April. That's, that's Probably. not long. That's not long. No. Well, you've got Bacchus. I tend to try and put Bacchus... Well, you know, in the bin. But you know, if I if I have to put it in a bottle, I tend to try and do it a bit earlier in the year. So and, maybe and blend it with a small percentage of stuff that you barrel age for a little while to add some really interesting complexity to it. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like you've read Jack's marketing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yes, I've got Bacchus. I've got a lot of Bacchus. Um, massive tanks full of Bacchus. Um, be a real shame if someone was to come along, you know, enter my security code for the door. It's three seven five one, and I don't know, and just dump all the backers. <laughs> It'd be really sad because we'd have to claim it on insurance. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then uh, Beth then... would be grumpy with me because she's our insurer. Well, you know that's so... that's the risk you take when you're in insurance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? But no, I'm being. I'm actually. I'm Bethan seems mean. far too nice to work in insurance. <laughs> Well, yeah, but she works one of those nice insurers, doesn't she? she mm. You know, one of those aspirational brands that no one can actually afford to insure with. <laughs> That's why they're <laughs> aspirational. Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd love to be insured by them. I could never afford it. <laughs> right. I'd love to drink Nitin, but regularly can't afford it. Uh, is that why you end up with a Balfour? That's, well, basically, I mean, it's, yeah, second, second yeah. choice, isn't it? Second yeah, choice. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, um, yeah, so, so, um, that's, so yeah, well, not, that's, not, not that's personal and professional. Okay. Um, uh, what was your um, what was your best Christmas present that you received, but also that you gave? Oh, I did did do good Christmas presents this year. Um, received, oh, I got I got all the things I wanted, i.e., socks and jumpers and you know yeah. the stuff that you can't be bothered to buy for yourself i also got a lemon tree which well bethan and i received a lemon tree oh lovely um i'm at, which i'm really excited about that was a, that was a cool present um and i got some nice yeah nice bits so good presents but my gifting this year i think was 
pretty exceptional. On point. Um, yeah, I think I nailed it, to be honest. Um, I bought for Mother. So I, a bit of backstory to this. <laughs> <laughs> Over the last five to ten years, I've been buying my mother various items of Catholic memorabilia. For no reason whatsoever. My mother isn't a Catholic. My family isn't Catholic. No one in the family is Catholic. I have no idea why I started doing it, but I, I keep going. Um, and a few years ago, I think I, I think I reached the sort of zenith, or thought I'd reached the zenith of my Catholic iconography presence when I bought my mother a mug that I'd made on Vistaprint that had a picture of Mother Teresa on, and underneath I wrote, Mugger Teresa. <laughs> I thought that that couldn't be topped, dear listener. And then I was trawling around on Instagram and an ad popped up for a light-up Virgin Mary. Ah. Oh. Honestly, well, mate. So does it like light up from the base or does the light extend it lights up, across it lights the whole... Up. <laughs> like through no, the whole so... statuette, does it? The whole, or is it just like a glow at the bottom? Uh, no, it's throughout. It's like a. It's 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 quite something, I must say. So, um, it's like a sort of cube of perspex, and inside is an etched likeness of the Virgin Mary, and then it's underlit by a sort of LED strobe. And it gives you lots of different colours at different paces. So you can have slow colour change or fast colour change or just green, just red, just purple. Please, or please just tell blue. me you gifted this to your mother, our one dear listener, with a couple of tabs of acid. No, what I gifted it. <laughs> ah, but I went one better. I gifted that to my mother, best 35 quid I ever spent, with a Pope Francis bobblehead. Oh my word! Yeah, I I didn't think I could beat Mugger Teresa, mate. But That's, honestly, um, you have you have excelled. Yeah, Super. pretty 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 chuffed with that. What about you? Best gift? Uh, oh, now you're asking. What did I? What did I receive? I um. The, so the, the I suppose the thing that leaps to mind were both gifts from my wife. That I hadn't requested. No. Nice. So we we do generally as you know, or what we do. I kind of broadly like this thing, or I really want that. That's why you know this picture here. I'm showing that's the thing I really want for Christmas. We didn't mm. do too much of that um, this year, but the the best gift. So I guess you, there were two books that my uh, that La Patrona bought me, mm-hmm. both of which I sort of secretly hungered for, but I hadn't specifically requested. One of them was the Patrick Stewart autobiography, and oh, yeah. the, the other is the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, book, which is kind of, um, I suppose, uh, it's not so much an autobiography as kind of musings on how he's achieved what he's achieved. Um, for anybody that doesn't so know, like, uh, self help with Arnie. Um, the, well, the first page, you know, his first piece of advice is get to the chopper, <laughs> uh, and, and the second piece of advice is now, um, now, uh, which is. Which is very good. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, I, I, actually, Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is someone I've mathed. Like, I really enjoy films from the 80s, although, you know, they were made in the 80s, so there's questionable aspects. But anything made beyond before five years ago, 
has questionable stuff in it, and it's good that we would question it. That's really important. Um, but nonetheless, I utterly enjoy Arnold Schwarzenegger films from the 80s and, and early 90s. Actually, through do the mid 90s. Do you want a fun fact? Go on. You are the Arnold only Schwarzenegger. Fi- no. The only film that my mother think, says my father has ever cried at was Kindergarten Cop. Oh my word! Was it, it? Was it because it's so bad? I have no idea. I think he was just very emotional that day. Um, but yeah, apparently when they watched Kindergarten Cop, and she claims he cried. He says he didn't because well, my father watches about three films a year and expresses emotion through grunts. Um, so does he grunt a lot sure. towards the end of The Great Escape? I have, is, is, no, is, he, is he as angry about that as we are? <laughs> Uh, no, he he just goes, just fucking speak in French. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I, I watched it Quack. Uh, Quack. Like two two days after you did when you sent me a video of of that particular scene. I've watched it two days later. He's fucking done it again. Yeah, he's such and a. He's twat. absolutely useless. He's absolutely useless. Um, like fifty years of doing that. Oh, yeah, Rob. terrible. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's never done it. He's never got it wrong. Um, but also, I, I think I, I just find uh, I, I find him an inspirational character. On the understanding that that human beings are um, mixed um, and capable of of making mistakes and and doing the wrong mm. thing. Um, so there's nobody sort of that I, that I would. I, I'm always careful about that because I remember talking to somebody once saying, "You know, someone I really admire on Schwarzenegger," and they start talking about the, maybe the things he'd done that were questionable in terms of you know cheating on his wife and stuff. It's like, yes, I, I know he's done that, and that's an awful thing, but he's also done these other things that are inspiring. Yeah, I, mean, and I, I kind of look to that. Um, so I find him quite an inspiring character. There's a documentary about him on Netflix. I think it's three three hour long episodes. What that guy's achieved yeah. in his life is incredible. Yeah, and I mean to err is human. I, 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 yeah, and and to forgive is Fergus. Is, is that? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. actually very forgiving. That's, well, well that's actually, me. the the I believe the correct. So you know how there's like these popular sayings that aren't quite right, um, and 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 they become misunderstood. So like the most famous one I always think of is where people go, "Oh, hell, these other people." Sartre said it. Yes, but he didn't mean that other people are awful. He meant that other, you exist in the perception of somebody else and you have no control over it and that's really terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um but it's a lot easier just going yeah, people are awful. Um I believe that the, the original variant of, of the aphorism you've just used is to to err is human, to R is pirate. Ah of course, yes. That famous that famous yes. <laughs> from the pirate philosopher it must have Bill been Redleg. <laughs> You have a woman's hand. <laughs> you have a woman's purse. I wager your purse has never been used as a lifeboat with sixteen sailors tossing in it. And <laughs> you'd be correct. You'd be correct. The, um, the best gift I gave. Yeah, yeah. Was once again actually. So there, there was two. One of them was a joint gift from La Patrona and I to. Corte, he wanted the, the Lego Titanic, but the, the Lego Titanic is nearly £1,000 uh, in, in money rather than weight, although it is considerably heavy, and no one can afford that. So we found a no. sort of a substitute alternative Lego brand uh, and bought him the substitute alternative Lego Titanic, which was still, 
you know, it wasn't a fiver, uh, but it was more affordable. Yeah. And uh, Corte loved it. It was something he really wanted. We had a lot of fun putting that together. But actually, I think the best gift I gave was a bit like yourself. I was trolling Instagram and found something, uh, a producer of jewellery that will put the pet's image directly onto the piece of jewellery. And the, the piece of jewellery then reflects oh, nice. the shape. So it's not like a square of jewellery and they etch it on with a laser. This piece of jewellery is clearly Schrodinger. You don't. It, it's not a cat, a pretty cat. It's clearly Schrodinger. It's a, a beautiful necklace. Um, that and you're wearing it now. I am. I am wearing it. Now. I think it really um, brings out my eyes. It really does. Of course. Yeah. What was of the uh, What was the best wine you drank over Christmas? You know, be it still oh, in fortified. Did you have any night timber or? Uh, no, no, sorry. Sadly, I drank powerful. Uh, but no, I think the best wine I had, um, and this is time for a mic klaxon. Uh, I'll, I'll actually but, edit but something not, in. But n- not the mic that you expect. This is the best of mics. The best Mike of best. Mike best. He, he is indeed the best. He is the best of mics. Uh, he very kindly gave me a bottle of Kuma River 2019 Chardonnay, oh. which we had on Christmas Day, and it was sensational. Actually, they I totally, I really good at Chardonnay, aren't they? They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that slight mm-hmm. reductive hint and the, mm-hmm. and everything it was just so tight, and I was. It was perfect. Really good Chardonnay. Um, they, uh, yeah, Kamei River, best producer of Chardonnay in New Zealand. Surely. Yeah, under, I, no doubt. Um, and he, that was apropos of nothing. We talked. He 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 bought a case. We were talking online about how much we liked the brand and how much we liked the wines. And I was and and I'd literally just been like, yeah, I've got, I haven't got any at the moment, but yeah, I should probably go out and buy some. And literally two days later, I got a delivery. And it was and it was uh, a bottle. And I was just like, well, uh, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, we <laughs> talked about this on the last pod, mostly through the medium of of my um, deep and sincere gratitude, which I still haven't processed the depths of that gratitude towards so many people, but so many good people in this industry. Just oh, I are just I, I um, out of the blue. I think I mentioned on the last pod that, that the wonderful James Hubbard sent me a couple of wines. or sent you know the family a couple of wines um, from the Wine Society. Uh, Eric and Laura Burgess then sent me a couple of um, great wines. Um, so there was the the Ataraxia Serenity and a, and a, a new Rioja um, produced. Nice. I haven't tried yet. Uh, and then um, Charlie at Goulhurst and Mark All Angels both yeah. sent me a bottle of, of their production. So um, really? the Miller's Tale, which is the Blanc de Noir from Coolhurst, and the 2018 all Angels Rosé, both producers that uh, I've done stuff with in the past, you know, sort of on social media, making silly videos, um, yeah. but whose production I genuinely love. I, I gave a talk for, for Mark at the launch of his 2015 Classic Cuvée. Um, I remember you doing that. Very, very nice people. And, and again, just totally out of the blue. Yeah. Here you go. You know, hope hope things improve, have, have a bottle of wine or anything like that. That's just... It's staggering. cool, isn't it? Staggering. It's an amazing industry, it is. and I'm it is I'm much. determined that this year I will pay it forward, as the expression goes. Um, yeah. Well, um, I 
I, I, I like, in fact, today, as we record this, today I uh, did a session um, with a friend of the pod, but a friend of the pod who hasn't been on the pod yet, but it will be on the pod soon, uh, who is currently doing her level three, asked if I could give her some support, and we had a, a couple of hours over Zoom mm. just doing some level three support. No. It's, nice. um, to which she's insistent that I charge her. Like, I, I don't want to. I can't. I just talked nonsense for a couple of hours. But hopefully it happens. Yeah, I mean, also, seen. who'd who pay you to make them less good at wine, right? I don't know. I don't that, know. Was a, that was a joke she that said, should, should, should we, couldn't should we do actually about, pull off. I'm really should, we do anything, should we do anything about English wine? I was like, no, I don't really make English wine, do we? Um, and then I was like, I hate to break this. So she's a Spanish specialist. Yeah. I, and I did the, oh, I hate to, I hate to say it to you, Rock is not very good. And she was like, no, no. I was like, oh, that back fine then. Which led to a really <laughs> interesting conversation about the roles of, of the DOs or DOCs or AOCs and such, which is a really good subject for a future pod, but we're not going to discuss it now because we'll go off on a tangent and talk, not talk about anything else we wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, that's very true. And we don't want to do that. No, we don't. Um, one of the things because... I did enjoy, particularly about Christmas, uh, which yep. is Christmas stroke New Year tradition uh, in El Castel Malbec, is World's Strongest Man. Yeah. You, you sound like, so it doesn't sound like you um, were particularly thrilled. Like, did, did, no, did you no, not no. sit down and watch The World's Strongest Man every night? Um, I mean, who wouldn't do that? I was a bit busy, though. You know, I was. I was buying light up Virgin Marys and um, popes yeah. and looking yeah, at rosaries right. and deciding if that was taking the joke a bit too far. You know, it it is right. Right, this there is the ultimate Catholic gift, right? What's that? It's very difficult to pull off, but you would never, ever, ever, ever top it. Okay, ever. I'm ready. Right. You, you need to you need to get a Catholic priest involved. Okay, this is and this on, is already like, sounding unlikely. You're just finishing Christmas lunch, chilling yeah. out. It's gone dark outside. Street lights come on. Knock at the door. He's there to perform the exorcism. <laughs> Hilarity would ensue because go oh, no no we we're, we're not possessed by demons. <laughs> go, ah, that's the first thing a demon possessing human being would say. <laughs> And then you'd have to carry out an exorcism. Yeah. Uh, oh, fun fact. Go on. Um, you can buy holy water on Amazon. Now, my response is not as dramatic as your because I think you've told me that. Have fact, I? You have told me that because I didn't go, can you? I, but I remember you pod? have told me that. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, shit. Sorry, Liz. Yeah, listen, have we, have we said that on the pod that you can buy holy water on Amazon? I find that bizarre. Um, you know, just handy to have. You know, remember the power of Christ compels you. Well, exactly. I mean, we'll need it for the exorcist that's coming to you the will. house I mean, I mean, to carry so, out an exorcism. You know, you'd have to clarify that when you book the, the exorcist, as if you're not booking a party clown. <laughs> you know, when you book, um, yes, will you be turning up in big shoes and red nose? No. Oh, sorry, that's the, that's the clown. That's <laughs> the <next laughs> will, you, will you bring in your own holy water? Do we need to provide it? What's your rider? And his rider is, I don't know, some rosary beads and like some old wicker branches or something to whip him to self-flagellate with. I don't know if Catholics still do that. Uh, you need to oh, construct no, a, 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 a charge more. box. 
<laughs> I notice if, if, you, that if I supply the holy water, you take seven pounds off the price. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you need to do, this will cost extra. Like when he knocks on the door <laughs> and, and your mother answers it, he has to say, I hear you're possessed now, father. <laughs> and he has to deliver it in a father's head accent. Ah, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> ah, go on, get out now, go on, fuck off. Go on. <laughs> go on, go on, you will, you will, and the demon's going, I am, I am presumed to, and he's going, ah, go on, you will. Go on. Um, yeah, it's good. We, we really, we really sidetracked. We, I mean, we have. I, you were worried about talk a bit, talking about Rioja and DOCs and and things like that, and and, and we we we've just talked about Father Ted's excellences. I I know, well before before because this is ostensibly a wine podcast. What yes. are you most looking forward to in twenty twenty four? Again, either personally or professionally, or ideally both. Uh, I've got some really exciting wines coming out. Oh, right out. I've got three. One I can't talk about, but you know what it is. You have tasted it. Uh, I don't know if you finished it in you tasted it in finished form or if you tasted it in tank. Um, oh, that's exciting. So there's that. You've clearly forgotten that. So we'll we'll that's that. Well, no, that, because that, I, I that, that makes so me many. really excited. I tasted so many. I can't. Oh, remember yeah. which one it would be specifically. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's there's that. Then there we've also got um we've got a new Chardonnay, um, which is made of Chardonnay seventy six, so my favourite one of my favourite clones. Um, about fifteen percent oak. Um amazing. It's a really it's a really cool wine in a really good place. Um I think that comes out somewhere around Christmas time. And yeah. I've got a Pinot Noir, um, unfiltered, unfined, because I'm quite a natty winemaker. Well, I mean, um, that's the, the first thing I think of with you, basically, is, is cloudy cider, really. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I was actually, I was actually, I'm going to name drop, and it's quite a good one. I was talking to Jamie Good earlier. He's not even, he's not real. <laughs> As if he's real. Um, well, I say talking. I was exchanging a few DMs with Jamie Good about um, what a show uh, off. I know about. Um, I've got one barrel in the winery, and this is this is. You've got more than yeah, one I, barrel there, Ferg. Have you not I've realized quite, that? You've got quite I've a got, lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a few of them. Um, but uh, it, this particular puncheon, so a four hundred liter barrel, um, has some quite nice chardonnay in it. It tastes really good. But it develops a fault, and it's really—it's a really weird fault. And I don't—I wouldn't normally. Now, well, I, mean, I associate we, you with being a natty winemaker, but not a fault winemaker. Oh yeah, I not mean, a word I, I associate with you. Obviously, at Balfour, <laughs> we have zero faults ever, ever, Indeed. ever in our wines. Um, apart from in this one very specific case, um, where I've got a puncheon of Chardonnay that was picked quite early, fermented, um, and then just left. It's, it's been left. Um, I top. It's been topped. I don't think. I don't think even think I've given it any SO two yet because I think I'm going to put it through Mallow. So it's just in the top, top, top punching. Um, and my assistant winemaker was tasting around today, and he poured out from this barrel, and it was incredibly 
viscous. Like you know when you mix, you know when you make gom, like sugar water for cocktails yeah, yeah. and stuff. And you know how it's that you get those sort of strings of it when you're yeah, yeah. like. It was like that. You tasted it. It tasted. It tasted like quite nice Chardonnay actually, but it had this inc- bizarre, very round, very oily texture. <laughs> it was fucking weird. And like when you put when you when you poured it back into a back into the barrel, you get like a little string coming down off the from the from the sample valve uh, sampling tube and things like that. Yeah. Really weird. So did some research because I'm a good winemaker. Uh, and um it's I think it's very early stages, but I think that barrel has something called ropiness. Uh, and that's a totally new one on me. My obviously not a winemaker, but years in the industry around what. So it's what is inc- that? What's causing it? It's incredibly <laughs> rare. Um, so ropiness, I I don't even I don't R- think R- they even talk. Is in like so? If you weren't feeling well, you describe yourself as ropey, R O P E Y ness. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, the, yeah. not that the spelling is the most you know important R- or interesting thing about it. I was just curious. So, so R O P I N E S. Um, so and it's 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 basically <laughs> a rope. It's it's a glue can. Um, so it's it's quite hard like to explain. It's just more. It's a lot. Like, it's it's yeah. a lot like a toucan. Um. But it's like a it's it's a it's a it's a big molecule with a high sort of molecular weight, but it's it's also it forms it forms like a sort of well, what could be described as a fibrillar polymer made of a trisaccharide repeating unit with a one three linked glucosyl backbone. Well, I was I was gonna go there and basically go. This is like really big sugars getting stuck together, right? It's based. That's basically what it is. Um, but no, it's quite interesting. I've never seen it. Um, most probably caused by a bit of Pediococcus parvulus, um, which I is where I fucking hate it when that happens. Oh, it's just such a prick. Uh, just, of all the Pediococcuses, it's, it's, that one. It, 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 it's it's the the yeast bacteria fungal equivalent of going mm. oh thank you very much when somebody goes good luck <laughs> it? it's just but, it's irritating it is but what's quite interesting is um i was talking to i can't remember why i named drop jamie good now but i was talking to him about it because he wrote about Did it he tell on... you all these big words no, no, I read those in a book. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's a good, he's a good, his, his name doesn't work he's, quite. It's a sh- he needs to go to Deep Hole and sort it out. Yeah, he needs to become Jebenezer good. Jebenezer good, there we go. That'll yeah, that would be much better. Um, but no, I, so I was talking to him about it, and because it's it's a fault, but it doesn't seem to, or hasn't at the moment, affected the flavour profile at all. It's just this really strange wine. Uh, that's where that's nasty wine making. So, what I was suggesting to him was that it might be um, that I that I might try and bottle it as it is. So, uh, so, so, so <laughs> just two the, questions. Like Six hundred bottles of it, and he was like, "That'd be a bit edgy." <laughs> would I'm guessing it, it wouldn't cause 
you know, any harm to no, somebody no. if it was ingested. No, no, um, not at all. So secondly, aside from the fact that perhaps you can see stringy stuff, forgetting that in terms of tasting it and that texture they get on your mouth, I, mm. we like texture. Yeah. Just subconsciously we know that sometimes that indicates sugar and sugar is good because it's energy. Yeah. Is it something that actually consumers, forget the fact that there might be some kind of visual cue, but is it something that actually consumers, oh, God, oh that's interesting, it's textured and is, is, is it in any way sweet? No, 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 no. It's, 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 like, it's like tasting dry white wine that's got the structure of like a really thick concentrated squash. Yeah. It's I I it's it's hard. Bottle it, right? Bottle it and sell it to Tony Milanowski to use in his lectures on wine faults. That's sort of what I was thinking was actually what I did because the way to get rid of it is quite easy. And actually you don't get in in ours at least you don't get the like literal ropey bits. Yeah. It's just it's just there as a textural thing. Um but the way to deal the way to the way to deal with this particular fault is is literally just give it a mix and that breaks the chains up. Okay. And and then they and then they disintegrate and they and they Could and they, they drop reform out. under a certain set of conditions? Uh, or, theoretically, or once you've broken them up that that kind of should be the end of it. Yeah, break them up and then chuck some SO two in there and you're away. But a bit of me's wondering about leaving it for six months, letting it settle. Um, not touch it at all, so that the the chains should still be there, but the wine itself yeah. would be clear. <clears throat> Rack it very gently, but you're still going to lose some of that. Yeah. You're still going to break up some of that. Bottle it because it, it should hopefully be pretty clear. Bottle it with a load of SO, not a load of SO two, because obviously yeah. I don't want to upset anyone here by saying that I use it. But mm. yes, sulfur dioxide can be quite helpful sometimes. Yeah. Um, mm. And so what I'm what I'm hoping I might be able to achieve is a wine that just has a hint of this ropiness, just to give it a little structural edge, but actually tastes and looks normal. This is fascinating. I think well, it could be I, really fun. I've never come across this. And then no. that leads into that interesting, slightly meta debate about what is a fault so you know cork tank is a fault nobody finds that appealing no and the reason it's there is is demonstrably something that shouldn't have been there and it's it's coming exactly. as a foreign entity and it's a fault um yeah penitage is a fault it penitage is um, a fault um yeah but i don't know things like you know, the, the presence of trimethyl dihydronephthalene making riesling smell of you know petrol mm. Um, I think it was uh, Chaputier, wasn't it? Said no, that's a fault. No wine should smell like that. And, and a lot of us went, yeah, but Riesling doesn't. It's fine. Yeah, and we like, like Riesling. A, a, a bit of Brett. We all know I like a bit of Brett. Yeah, I, I know, but that's because, little bit of Brett that's in, because you know you're from the north, though, aren't you? Yeah, that's true. You know, growing up, Brett was something we had, like you know, rickets. So um, <laughs> it was just just always it. But a little bit, like a little bit of Brett, genuinely, I think adds interesting layers of nuance and complexity to wine if it's in the right amounts. Yeah. However, Brett is universally considered a fault. But yes. you know, when quite we rightly. smell or taste these wines, people would almost when it was if it was in the right amount, people would smell and taste these wines and go, Yeah, there's Brett here, but look at what it's done, it's really interesting. 
Mm. And you go, yeah, I do like sticking plasters. What's your problem? It's a free world. Yeah, you're never going to win me round to Brett being... Brett's awesome. What I'm going to do, I'm going to bring you some, and I'm going to hide it somewhere in the winery, but not tell you where. (laughs) And see if you can spot it. Start tasting through the barrels, Ferg. Oh, cold. Oh, you're really cold. Oh, now you've got your ropey, sugary shit there. Oh, oh, you're warming up. Oh, it's gone cold again. Find the Brett Uh, with... There's a show in this, surely. Find Find the the Brett. Where, where Lee goes Brett? into different English wineries and, and empties a bottle of Bretty wine into a, a barrel. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the second series, the second season's really good fun because I set it up. I do like a very kind of Chris Morris, Dennis Pennis type thing. Whereas I, I set it up with the wineries that I'm there to interview them and don't tell them. So then I just leave it and see if they spot it. Why have all these bottles of, of this English brand been returned to Waitrose? What's going on? So um, there's, there's definitely a show in this. I'm uh, sure there is. For sure. And then, yeah, we could just try it with other things. Start off with Brett. You know, the, the world's yeah. our lobster. Go anywhere. Absolutely. Then we can move on to all the other fun faults. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, that was me being a natty winemaker there for you. So we've got... Um, three fault-free wines coming out later this year um, and then potentially a little slightly I don't you know if, if I get round to it which I probably won't I'll probably give it batonage and stick it stick it well actually I'll just give it batonage and then I'll just I'll don't, take it out my, my rack and return um, just to give the barrel a, a, a total refresh rack yeah. return SO2 bang because yeah, the chardonnay yeah. itself is, is delicious and it's it's really nice chardonnay it's from one of the best sites it. maybe you've captured what <laughs> physicists have been looking for for about three decades now maybe you've actually managed to capture a quantum string maybe it i have just really attracted to your wines your winery and it's appeared and it's settled and... i think it was attracted to my shiny shiny forehead mate that's oh, what it, it was it, it could well be that um, I mean, is um, it technically four heads? Isn't it a five head by now? Pushing us, pushing us six. <laughs> There's so little hair left up there. <laughs> you, ever, you ever considered comb over or? Uh, no, I'm considering a trip to Turkey. <laughs> God, <laughs> it's too late now, though. The problem is, it's too late. I sh- if I was going to do that, I should have done it about ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, <laughs> now, when, when, when did it start appearing? This male pattern baldness. Um, well, Dad pointed it out to me when I was about ninety. Uh, no, I would have been twenty-two. Oh, um, because I had a I had a convertible. I had like an old, really old ninety-one Mazda MX-5. Ah. Stupid! It was the first car I ever bought. This was and in your days, first... ironically, when you were cutting hair. Yes, which, which <laughs> I believe is a, is what people say about that. I don't know if it's accurate or not. I mean, I personally think that's quite a derogatory comment. Is it? Because a good friend of mine had one. I don't know if he still has. It was awesome. Uh, are you trying to say that you have friends who are hair dressers? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And we would we would drive up to York to go and watch the snooker in it. It was awesome. But what you did in the glove compartment, you know those. What I'm, you're going to know exactly what I mean from this description. You know when you open the, the glove box of an old person's car and they've got a very like a very specific tin with boiled sweets in. Yes. Those. Yeah. 
Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I like that. I've got a yeah. lot of time for that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Dad was driving behind me one day, and um, when we got back to the winery, I don't know where we, I think we'd been out looking at a vineyard or something, and then got back to the winery, and he just started laughing. He was like, "I've just followed your bald patch all the way, back, all the way here." <laughs> <laughs> what bald patch? That is and that then, is brutal. Yeah, and it stuck with me for yeah, best bit of ten years. Yeah, um, so that's nice. Hey. Grass doesn't grow on a busy road, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, that's that, a, a, that's that's a, that's that's. that's, that's a, I'm finding a, that really reassuring. Any, any personal things that you're looking other than your trip to Turkey to sort out your barnet? Um, any <laughs> personal things you're looking forward to in 24? Uh, personal things. What am I doing? 24. Oh well, there's talk of a trip to Scotland. I've got jury service in two weeks. Oh, my word. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about that. Am I allowed to say that out loud? I'm I, allowed to I say don't that. Know. I think you can say that you're on a jury, but I don't think you can say anything else. Yeah, I won't say where. Because you'd have or... to tell your employer, you'd have to say, I've got jury service, right? So Yeah, yeah, itself... I've had to tell my employer. So, yeah, that is in the public domain. Yeah. I am. So, I've got that. I don't know if that's a personal highlight or actually just a millstone around my neck. Um, because we're really fucking busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> the idea yeah. of taking two weeks off that's not a holiday doesn't really... Just, doesn't justice really, doesn't wait. No, you know. justice doesn't wait. This no. is it. Uh, I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> please, please turn up on your first day with a dr- Judge Dredd mask on. <laughs> I am the law. And, uh, and, and see where that gets you. Well, I mean, out been, of jury service. Well, I've been looking at ways of getting out of jury service. Apparently, one way is to appear wearing a suit and carrying a copy of the Daily Mail. Um, I should think so too. But I'm a bit concerned that if I touch the Daily Mail, I, I, I might in some way become a racist. There's um, um, now. There's only been one instance on this pod of the most profane of foul language. Uh, and, and strangely, it didn't come from me. It actually came from you. But I'm I'm and about to use that word. So this is a, uh, ooh, a warning. Ooh. This is this is a warning to our listener of um, uh, of a more delicate nature who doesn't like extreme or, or foul language, and that's entirely understandable. But I'm about to drop uh, a pretty big bomb. Uh, so for the next minute, probably just fast forward. Uh, the Smartest thing I ever heard said about the Daily Mail uh, was an old acquaintance of mine, and we were we were roundly just mocking the Daily Mail generally because it's yeah. I mean, it's low hanging fruit, it's too easy to do. But he came out. It with is the quite line, easy. It, it's very easy, but he um, I actually refer to it as Desh Derma these days, um, which is also <laughs> accurate. God. But he, he came out with a fabulous line, which was not My only God. devastatingly funny, but it was accurate. And he simply said, "Reading the Daily Mail makes you a cunt." Oh my god! I was like, that works on on actually several levels. Well done! Uh, it's like the act of reading it turns you into one. You know, not just if you if you pick it up and buy it and read it, you are one. You become one. Um, so yes, there we go. That 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 was my example of the use of uh, of quite an extreme bomb. So apologies to those of um, a slightly more sensitive disposition, as as they might say on the BBC. Apologies for the that... industrial language. I can't help but notice, but um. You know, I called 
the Tory party a bunch of see you next Tuesdays. You did. You you didn't call Daily Mail readers that, did you though? You just created a friend and said, Well my friend says No well, <laughs> I, I you see you know what, mate? Call a spade a spade. No, no, no. I mean, uh, that sits entirely within my own belief system that that is accurate, but I cannot take credit for somebody else's work. And it was far too witty <laughs> and profound for for someone like me to say. Had I come up with it, I would claim it, but I, I genuinely didn't say it, but I wholeheartedly endorsed this message. Excellent. So, um, um, so that's, so, there's that done. Um, we were supposed to... Well, we have like a, a, ton, we, a we, running we, list and we've stuff. We've got to get better at this. Now, actually, folks, so you were talking about these things that you're going to do and interesting wines and batonage. Yes. And, and I think you've missed the point because, you know, I, I think what's stopping people drinking English wine isn't the price or a lack of understanding or knowledge. I think that it's the fact that uh, English sparkling wine has mushroom stoppers foil on it and doesn't come in a pint bottle. That's the problem, isn't it? Um. Yes. Yes. What that's the problem. Do you, do you remember in Blackadder and, and Baldrick's going like, "How did we get from one state of events to the like? How did the war start?" <laughs> and Blackadder gives this this actually wonderful, funny, but historically it, accurate. Like they tried to build up two armies on both sides so they would never attack each other because it would just be so devastating. But there was only one problem with that plan, wasn't there? What? It was bollocks. It was bollocks. <laughs> it was bollocks. Um. <laughs> Right, I, I, as we've established many times, I've been I've been in this racket for for north of two decades. Not once in that, and I have spoken in front of and to and at thousands, literally thousands of consumers in that time. Not one of them has ever professed a desire to have it in a pint bottle, whether it's English sparkling or a another. No. And I, I believe no. it was uh, somebody from quite a well-known and respected English winery who pointed out that actually most wineries are trying to reduce the amount of glass in the system, not increase it. Yes, no, that that, that sounds like something I said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I... Where to begin with this? It's become quite toxic, which I think is 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 really sad. Because, but also typical of of anything involving Brexit, because mm-hmm. you know the the Conservative Party, God love them, um, have decided that this is an opportunity to 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 show how good they've been, and as a result, they've made something which really, frankly, wasn't newsworthy into exactly. into a hot button issue that's that really shouldn't be. Um, no, there's no demand for a 500 mil bottle. There's even less demand for a 568. Um, no one wants pint bottles. No one's ever asked for them. Uh, the, the, no one's really benefited from this. I mean, the only handling... people I think who've benefited from this are, are Rathany because they they did make some 500 mil bottles, but they didn't make mm-hmm. many of them, and and mm-hmm. so they they probably sold all of those, and that's great. But they're not looking to profit from it either, really. They they they, they genuinely believe that there's a market for 500 mil bottles. Then good for them. That's that's great. Yeah. I do have reservations beyond that. I, you know, there is the commercial angle, but actually, from a sustainability perspective, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a question mark in my yeah. eyes. You know, we're all trying to do 
better. We're all trying to be better in yeah. our approach to our planet and our ecological impact. Wine is awful for yes, the it environment. Is. It takes it a is lot appalling. of water to make yeah, some it's, wine. It's like, more... like four litres of water per litre of wine produced. Yeah, I, I think it's I, I think it's more than that from the last stat I saw. But you would be you would be more in tune with with those stats. Uh, you know, water yeah, I'm, is, I'm probably... we don't think about it. But water, you know, water is a scarce resource. Given the fact that, you know, human beings are like ninety percent water, and they say there's a shortage. But um, you know, given the planet is seventy five percent water, most of it is is obviously heavily salted, uh, which is the way I like my chips. But water, water into when we're talking about growing stuff to feed us and animals that also then go on to feed. Water is a scarce and expensive resource. It is. Well, that's what they think the next set of big set of wars will be in the future. Mm-hmm. Will be over is is, is fresh water. Well, and actually, yeah. so to, 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 yeah, <laughs> we, because we've really gone down a rabbit where, hole. <laughs> where we are utterly privileged. We live in a country mm. where we can go and turn on the tap, and we've got water. And I sort of alluded to that earlier. Instead of buying some shit non-alcoholic beer, I'm just drinking water, right? Because I can do that. I can go to the tap and get clean water to drink. There's mm. large sway to this planet. Don't have that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, wine, you know, bad on that front. Bad on growing because vineyards tend to be, not all vineyards, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm not, but tend to be monocrop. Yeah. Um, They're bad for biodiversity. um, Bad for the soil itself. You get a lot of Bad for the soil itself, yeah. Um, Fermentation's bad because it releases carbon dioxide. Um, a lot of sequestered carbon dioxide gets gets pumped out during fermentation. Um, wineries themselves, a lot of concrete needed to build mm-hmm. a winery. Um, a lot of stainless steel needed for your tanks. A lot of trees need to be felled for your barrels. You know, and then and then you come to the glass bottle that you use mm-hmm. to store your wine, and 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 that's probably the least efficient of all of them. In terms of energy in for output, so you know, a, a standard bottle of sparkling, empty sparkling wine bottle weighs five hundred and thirty-six grams. Um, so that, as an English producer, and this, uh-huh. you can be specific about English producers because nowhere else in the world is allowed to use this measure for sparkling wine. So, for an English producer to make a five hundred ml bottle, they have to. They'll have to buy two thirds, uh, sorry, a third more bottles mm-hmm. for the volume of wine that they're looking to fill than they would if they bought seventy-five CLs. That extra third number of bottles is then going to have to be shipped from France because yeah. no fa- no glass foundry in the UK is currently working on a sparkling wine bottle. It's going to have to be shipped from France <laughs> into the UK. <laughs> you know, and, which with Brexit, and, that was exactly what we wanted, wasn't it? To put more money yeah. in the way of the French. And that's, go- that's going really well. And what's, what's even better is it's taken centuries to get a sparkling wine bottle <laughs> down to 535 grams. The next sort of step in sparkling wine bottle is 500 grams. And I think it was champagne... Ah, oh, which champagne house was it that produced a? They did a. They did a very small run. Uh, that's, um. Oh, was it? I Tell didn't know that. I, 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 I want to really, say Telmont, but I think it was. 
Um, That's what I want to so, say, but I'm, but I'm not confident in saying it. But anyway, so they, they, yeah, it was Telmo. Uh, they released. They haven't even released it yet, but they, they have a 500 gram bottle. That's 35 gram sabian. That is huge. Massive. That's well, taken centuries. To, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's <clears throat> taken centuries to reach. There is no focus on that in in terms of efficiency of glass usage in the 500 mil bottle market. Mm-hmm. So these 500 mil bottles are most probably, I don't know, I don't have any, are most probably going to weigh more per mil of wine yeah. than a standard bottle, most likely. So you've got higher weight, which means more expensive to ship, more material used, more tire dead gradation on the bloody lorries coming over, yeah. which means more <laughs> pollutants in it, your it, atmosphere. It, it, it's almost like we have to think when we make decisions, especially now, that we have to think of a bigger picture. Yeah, it's weird. And so you then you do that and then you ship it over and then you get to your winery and you go, ah, wait, this bottle doesn't fit down my bottling line. I need to order new change parts for yeah. my bottling line and yeah. my disgorging line. They're not cheap. That's 20 grand. And new new parts means more production means yeah. you know it's usually Which means parts it increased made amounts of vehicles silicon. coming to your winery to, yeah. to use machinery to fix the machinery so yeah yeah and these parts usually come from Italy because well, most most bottling lines in the country are Italian or some of them are <laughs> French and that's it but is, despite that ladies um, and gentlemen they still work. <laughs> There we go. That's a good Italian. What you find with the Italian machinery, though, is it's all made with passion, isn't it? It is made with passion and about 15 years. You know, it'll get four miles down the road and break down, but it was made with passion. And it was beautiful as it did it. All the other cars made in any other country. Your bottling, an Italian. prettier than a Ford Cortina. I mean, an Italian bottle line looks like it's going faster than every other bottle line when it's not even turned on. So Exactly. um, um, so, so yeah. you've got your change parts, and that—that's not the end of it, though. That's not the end. Then, once you've 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 put the bottle on the line to your change parts, it's been filled, and you're filling. You can't run the line any faster. So you know your okay. your line speed is your line speed. So if it's if your max speed on the line is two thousand two hundred bottles an hour. It doesn't matter if that bottle's a seven fifty or a five hundred mil. So it's less no, efficient true. on the filling. So, so, so you filled for longer. So, and then so when, you've, when you've the bottle increased, the, in, so increased, increased labour, which costs yep. more, which you yep. have to then charge back to the customers who are already feeling the pinch across the board. Yep. And then when it gets to the bottom of the line, your man's there, takes the bottles off, all woman. Uh, I was, yep, thank you. And he takes them down and he needs to put them in a cage. But wait, a standard champagne cage doesn't hold a 500ml bottle. So what do you need to do? You need to order more champagne stillages. And how much do they cost? £150 a piece. And what do you make them with? Oh, galvanised steel. Um, so that's that's good. That's nice. So, yeah, you'll need those. And they'll probably hold, I don't know, 500 bottles each. So you, you've got 10,000 bottles to do. So that's uh, 200 cages you need. No, sorry. 20 cages you need so you've got your 20 cages and you filled them up and then you put them away and you stick them in your store your special thermoregulated storage space that you 
that you keep at just the right temperature, which yeah. uses a lot of power. <laughs> and then, and then you go, okay, cool. I, now I want to release my five hundred or five six eight mil bottle because this isn't this isn't this isn't. I'm not having a go at anyone in particular here. I actually quite like the idea of making a five hundred and sixty eight mil bottle because I think it'd be quite fun to have a pint, but. I know that that's just going to be a gimmick for me and something I'd enjoy, and so I'd only have one. There's the <laughs> idea of like like innovation and, and novelty, and then practicality. Yeah. So yeah, being able to buy a sparkling wine in a pint that there would be a novelty. Yeah. There'd be something cool about that, but it'd be very short lived. It would be, and I'd, I'd imagine. And, and eventually, actually, I think a lot of people go. I'm so used to opening a 75 seal bottle to share with my partner, hmm. friend, significant other, whatever that is. A pint just doesn't get anywhere near it. Yeah. There's the, the whole, of course, the, the very famous story about Winston Churchill and Paul Rocher making pints, but you know, that's part of the, the, the beauty of that story, is it's so tied to one massive historical figure, yeah. famed for his alcohol consumption and, and in some ways hedonistic lifestyle, eating really lots of really good food and smoking big scars and, and such. But it doesn't mean it's appropriate or necessary. Also, so Handling inventory is hard enough, right? Balancing mm. between well, we need to make this many 75s, but then we need space for magnums and we need maybe some, some halves. Introducing another one or two bottling sizes just is not practical. But no. by the time you work out the duty of it, I think standard the duty rates as we record this on a pint would still be it's still north of two pounds. Yep. So then you've got all the extra costs involved, which you've just very accurately and articulately oh, described. Oh, I have finished. Uh, it, it, the, the cost of this, it just it, it doesn't make sense nope. at all. But sorry, continue, because I've interrupted. <laughs> oh, no, you haven't. No, no, but this is it. You've then got, okay, cool. So you, your wine is ready for disgorging. So you go, okay, cool. Let's draw the stillages out of store and transfer them into riddling cages. And you get your <laughs> riddling cage out. Do yeah, look fit? at it. No, they don't <laughs> fucking fit. <laughs> so guess what? You're buying new riddling cages. That's £300 a throw. You need 20 of those. Well, you don't need 20 of those because you disgorge in batch. But, you know, it's still yeah. another cost. And yeah. these are also made with, made with galvanized steel, which also isn't very good for the environment. So you do that. You riddle it. You disgorge it. Obviously, you've already done all the change parts. And then it comes to the cork and the wire and that's fine then it comes to the labeling line and it's like oh wait no hang on we need a different foil because we're a traditional house we're going to use foils yeah um you need a different shape and size of foil and so you you have to pay for a new cutter for your foil and new artwork then you have to get them all printed and so they come and then and then you go then it, it goes past the foiler foil gets applied gets aligned little suction things go and and it looks all nice. Then it gets to the labeler, and you go, "Oh fuck! Wait, I need new labels as well because my normal size labels won't fit on these." So then you have to print new labels. Um, obviously, you know we use um, Attack labels, so they're, they're super biodegradable, really good, really you know high recycled content, all of that stuff. Um, so that's that's not too bad. And then you go, "Okay, cool, box them up." Oh shit! I need new boxes. <laughs> so, 
So then you have to go and get a new form made, get new boxes printed, get them down to the winery, and then you, you box them up and you tape them and you, you, you palletize it and, you know, it's ready for sale. But that's a change at every single step of production. But you missed the point. We couldn't do this before Brexit. We didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I've said all of that, and and it is. I do, I do, I do believe that from a sustainability perspective, they're not the way to go. Okay. I don't like halves. I don't like five hundred mil. I don't like five six eight. In a world of free energy and free and free of free of this irritating where, environmental where never, stuff, where there was no environmental impacts on our actions, yeah, go, oh, you know, right, hang on a minute. Yeah, it yeah. it would. I can. I I actually see no reason not to do a small amount of it. Um, you know, I think it could be fun. It's a bit of a novelty. It's a bit quirky. You know, it's fine. I mean, it's become a hot button issue because you know the Conservative Party have said, "Isn't this clever? What we've done?" And everyone's gone, "Well, no, not really." It's I, not. I I think what the Conservative <laughs> Party need to focus on is getting their regional MPs going to Tesco and question them as to why they've got Easter eggs out already. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Is that where we are? <laughs> it, it, I'm afraid it is, isn't it? Um, so, so yeah, look. If if it weren't an issue, then sure, go ahead. I'd probably do it. Um, just just for the fun of it. It's there's been a pile on because it's come from those wankers in power, yeah. and and I've not really got I've not got a problem with them per se. I just don't think they're very sustainable. Well, they're not sustainable. And again, I know you and I talked about some memes highlighting this issue, but it's where you go. Because I was going to do a facetious link, but I'm going to approach it differently. Where we went, okay, like there is that. Actually, a greater benefit to the whole drinks industry with fucking reducing duty. That's a big tackle. If you want to help this industry, which you profess to believe, where you profess you want to be, fucking sort duty out. All the yeah. all the data suggests if you reduce the level of duty, more wine will be purchased, more what more money comes in. Yeah, it just helps everybody. And, and you know this this whole thing about oh we can now put it in a pint bottle if we want that is not going to save hospitality, which is in the worst state I've ever seen it in my career. No. Which is although I don't work in hospitality, obviously working in wine, you work very closely with it. Um, I've trained to, sold to, written lists, done all of that, and continue to 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 sort of aspire to do that if I actually get a job. Um, you know, hospitality and catering is on its knees. In the, in, in the last two days, as we record this, Greens up in Didsbury, that's been going I for saw. over three decades, run by Simon yeah. Rimmer. Copper and Ink, Tony, Tony Rod's. Uh, fabulous restaurant in Blackheath. I was lucky enough to dine at last year. Pig and Whistle, uh, James Olcock spot. Now, there's a history in catering and hospitality of establishments closing. It happens frequently. Yeah. But often you go, well, and the places aren't great. Or there's a lot of people getting into catering and hospitality, not understanding it. You know, they've made a load of money. You know, I can buy a pub and run a pub. But, you know, I've spent loads of time in a pub. That doesn't qualify you to, uh, to run on. When you've got people like Simon Rimmer, Tony Rod, James Alcott, whose businesses are closing, like these are yeah. good operators with good offerings who understand what they're doing and know how to do it 
I, I, I've not seen catering or hospital in a bad state, and it's not going to be solved by pint bowls. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, and this is why politics should just not be... Politics should be concerned with normal, real, everyday life, should it? Well, no, no, but just politics <laughs> should just get the out of being of, of wine and just, yeah. you know, let's do it. Let's crack on. We'll sort stop, it. Stop, you know, stop trying to use us to score points because you, well, you're not doing the right things. So there's, there's an interesting point. So I was talking to uh, a friend of mine earlier, and he was asking about you know the visa and obviously the proposed changes in legislation mm. and financial requirements and obviously uh train is going through we're, we're doing another visa renewal right now and uh ultimately I reached the point to go all this rhetoric around immigration isn't even being said because they feel it's for the benefit of the country it's to appeal yeah. to a minority of potential voters like ugh, of all the worst reasons yeah uh, if if your party believes immigration is bad, lay the facts out why and propose how you're going to deal with it. A decent party in opposition would come back and go, well, actually, we disagree because there's these facts. So we can do, this is how we... This kind of blanket, um, if you want to come to the UK as an immigrant, you have to earn 40k. I think it's the top 25% of the... You know, and actually, where, yeah. which industries rely on immigration hospitality, catering, healthcare, no one in those industries gets paid that. Yeah. No. You know. It's mad. It's mad. It's, 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 I totally, yeah. Um, so I suppose we need to find a positive message around catering and hospitality. If you can, get out and support your local restaurant, pub. Actually, yeah. You raised it on, well, I mean, on the... Yeah, you go. No, no, I insist. Um, on, on the Christmas episode, not last year as it is now, in 20, our 2022 Christmas episode where Libby was a, a wonderful guest. And she yeah. raised this point that in December everybody's going, oh, we've got to meet up, we've got to get out. Go, well, why? Because everybody's doing it. Actually, wait till January when nobody's going out and these businesses really need help and support. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she, she says many, many wise things, does she Libby does. Brody. She does. You know, like that time she called Sky Chardonnay her favourite English Chardonnay. You know, she, I, what can I say? Yeah, she was She's really right. drunk at the time. I mean, <laughs> <you know. laughs> um, but yeah, look, uh, yeah, I think it's overly it's an overly politicized thing that if it had happened any other time, that they just relaxed it. I don't think anyone would have cared. Um, certainly, there would. You know, I don't think there'll ever be a massive market for for those sorts of bottles. No. The foils thing, ironically, the Europeans beat us to the punch. They banned mm-hmm. foils six months ago. Yeah. Um, so so that's not particularly good. I don't know what else you'd use to cap a sparkling wine. I suppose you'd put a crown cap on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why you'd do that. No. <laughs> just put it, just put it yeah, that, that, that one really feels like <laughs> mushroom stoppers. It's like, is that really putting people off buying sparkling wine? Like, that's yeah. got a, like people like they like the fact that it can shoot out or there's a bit of theatre involved in again, yeah. you know, my years talking directly to consumers, nobody's been like, no. it's, it's just I think some people go, why is it mushroom shaped? That's not an uncommon question, and that's a good question, but beyond yeah. that it, it's never seemed like that, oh I was going to buy this bottle of Krug, 
I heard it was really good, but oh, it's got oh, it's got a thing in it that looks like a mushroom. Yeah. I don't, I'll, I'll 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 go and buy a bottle of Trevento instead. What? <laughs> yes, not- I'm not a, I'm not a particularly fun guy, so I'm- yeah. Yeah, I'm not, that was shit-arky. Gonna... <laughs> are, you, are you resting on your morals? Can you just accept that <laughs> <laughs> my pun, please? I think you um, should button it. Oh, yeah, very good. Um, that old <laughs> chestnut. Um... <laughs> oh, as, I, as I said earlier, you know, the world's our oyster. I was working on an oyster one. Now that's game over. I've got nothing. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I are genuinely you, are you think... a bit, a bit cramped in the room you're recording in. It looks like there's not much room in there. Oh, I've missed this. We've had a whole three weeks off. I know. <laughs> During let which time you've sat at home. Let the puns commence. Writing mushroom bun. Writing mushroom bun. I think that's going to be actually. This is somewhat. I'll, I'll flag this up now because we sort of ran out of steam a little bit there because it, it, it's you know there's two issues. One's contentious. One's just so depressing and awful. Uh, but on the seventeenth of this month, I'm hosting the Not Yet Comedy, which, as as I've said before, is probably a very accurate name for it. Not yet comedy. Not now comedy. Unlikely to be comedy. Uh, please, but, uh, please, please stop. The inverted commas comedy. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the thing when 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 somebody wants to critique your performance or your your yeah. routine or your material, they always go the comedian in inverted commas, as if, as if that means you're not one. <laughs> like regardless of whether you were funny or not, you know, just being the comedian in inverted commas. Like, <laughs> oh no, all my power as a comedian has been taken away from me. I didn't realise that you'd seen your name in my phone book. <laughs> Lee, that's the weird. comedian Isaac. That's weird, because you're in my, my phone in inverted commas simply as winemaker. <laughs> well, I, I had the mistake of trying winemakers, and I used the term advisedly for some I I couldn't believe Libby Brody described it as her favourite English Chardonnay. There she's are many clearly, much better Chardonnays that have come out clearly, of England. She's clearly blind. As anybody with a sense of sight would know it. And, and that's great because you go, your argument's falling apart because you don't know what you're talking about. What, what sight are doing there? There's something in that. Yeah, anyway, something I still, in um, anyway, so not yet comedy. Yeah, not yet Tell comedy. Tell me more. 70s. Why is it called not yet comedy? So, um, there may or may not be a comedic element to it, but I'm presenting mm-hmm. a tasting uh, with Alex Brogan of the not yet named wine company, where we uh, will taste through not only wines that he has made, but wines with his associated uh, partners from his exploits in Portugal, States. He's soon heading off to South Africa for the next vintage. Nice. So we'll try a load of those wines. And I, I still haven't really got an idea of what I'm going to do. I've started working on some new material uh, that is about as funny as my old material. So anybody that's heard my old material um, knows exactly what to expect. Um, bring razor blades, basically. Uh, 17th <laughs> of January at the Sampler in Islington, after hours. Are there tickets still so, so it's still It's still licensed. It's not a legal as it thinks. Between 7 and 9 p.m. Uh, and I believe there are a few tickets remaining. So head to not yet name wine Very company. Exciting. Uh, and, and bank yourself and why are they called not yet, not yet wine company not yet named wine company 
Um, because that's quite a mouthful. They haven't yet got a name. Cool. But the the, the fact that they haven't got a name has become the name. So it's it, it's a great effort, and we must get Alex has appeared on the pod when we did a live episode down at the Sample last year. He did didn't he? Um, but but it's uh, it, it, it it's a great little project. So you you invest in it as the consumer, and then you help Alex make key decisions. So he contacts you and says, right, this is the first decision. Here's the you know, here the, here are the possible uh, things we can do and, the, and what mm. that will entail and the outcome. So actually, as, as, as an educational piece, you learn a huge amount about it. You should sign up for um because he's, he's never had, like, a load of fucking sugar chains in his wine and ropiness to deal with, you know. It's in um, one barrel. It's just and, quite and interesting. In fact, um I think I can say this, that the last wine he made, which was out in, in Chile, um, I proposed a name for it, and and it went to a vote. And there were lots of great names, but my my proposal won. And I was I was absolutely genuinely made up, absolutely thrilled. Are you able to tell us what name that uh, was? Uh, yes, I am, because it, it, it so it went to the vote, so it's out there. So the wine will be called S O C K S, which of course spells the word socks. Socks. But in Spanish, that phonetically S O C K S is. The phrase S O C K S, which essentially means it is what it is. Ah. Uh, but hashtag sock. I just I love the idea of hashtag socks S O C K S. Like and, uh, it. There were there were lots of brilliant names suggested, and, and somehow that you know when people were voting, they don't know. I don't think they yeah, yeah, suggested the name. I can't, I can't or I can't recall. Um, but I think it, it narrowly, very narrowly, that name and that genuinely. Um, really put a smile on my face. So um, yeah, we'll be we'll be trying you know wines from from his chilling. Will, will you be trying S O C K S? No, because it isn't yet ready. Ah, so, so I, that's yeah, that actually ready. in the not yet released category. Th- yes, the indeed. not yet named but wine. But we will portfolio. try wines from the winery with which he was working, which is like the Spencer. Uh, whose wines now come in through Condor Wines? Really interesting, really interesting, well branded Chilean kit. Super small producer, English guy, gone out south right. Chile making wine. Um, so there are English winemakers, but um, and it, it just just makes really cool, fun, interesting. You know, pretty unique, very small scale wines. Uh, so we'll be trying wines from you know Alex's mate, from his partners, um, and, and I will actually write down some proper material at some point. But uh, but really looking forward to that. So bag yourself too. Will you um, be pairing the comedy with the wine? There there will be a broad link uh, in that I will be telling jokes or jokes in inverted commas, of course, which removes their removes their power and aspect and influence instantly. Whilst the wines are being consumed. Now, luckily, I do have quite a lot of stories about South Africa and South African wines. So excellent. Does that mean you'll be doing your South African accent? Uh, it, uh, I might do. I don't know. I need to take it under advice. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not the massive nice. Hey, So I'll probably do some. So what we've basically decided is that there's a wine tasting happening at the Sampler in Islington on the 17th at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Um, and if you go wearing some form of noise-cancelling headphones, you can actually mm-hmm. just taste some really nice wines. Exactly. So even if you aren't interested in my comedy stylings, and why would you be if you were a normal, sensible, rational human being, you will get to try uh, some brilliant, brilliant wines. 
and you can Sounds just really out in the distance, you know, talk amongst Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. Um, well, so I, I am looking forward to because I, I haven't actually performed it sort of stand-up comedy. Uh, well, if you'd ever seen me before, you'd argue I'd never performed it. Um, but it's been quite some time since I lost that actually before. So every tasting I do, I treat it as if it's a stand-up show. Yeah. But I'm still ultimately doing a tasting, whereas the, the kind of idea for this is it, it's being treated more as a, well, this is a stand-up night. And I haven't performed stand-up actually for, for a substantial amount of time. Um, so it's kind of nerve-wracking as well. I bet. I um, bet. But you'll be, you'll be, you'll smash it, mate. I'm have no doubt. I need to make sure I book myself a ticket because I've I never seen you. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to have to make sure I get a taxi booked. <laughs> Ready to go. Oh, sorry, my Uber's early. I, I, well, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to not go because I'll bring my rating down. Sorry, mate. Really hard to get taxis in London. <laughs> it's five past seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be coming. I'll be coming from jury service, so I'll oh probably need a stiff drink so by then. You'll need uh, a laugh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we. Oh, that's great. I can. I can write some material about people who've done jury service. Then I've not. That. That's a new comedy avenue open to me for the evening. Yeah, and I mean, so many people will buy into that and have be invested in that. Have you seen those jurors they have now? <laughs> One of them looks leaving, like a leaving, winemaker. Leaving their employers in the lurch at a busy time of year just to go and hand out some justice, which they are not qualified to do. I am the road warrior. <laughs> oh, um, it, 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 it will only be marginally less funny than this, dear listener. Um, but yeah. Um, that's, no, that sounds amazing, yeah. mate. So, and, look at and, the in 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 support of a really interesting project, yeah. making really interesting wines. Yeah. I I I I must admit now that I I may have known a little more about Not Yet Wine Company than I initially let on, um, but I, I I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to looking forward to it. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, it's um you know just to actually the opportunity to 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 work sort of more formally, you know, do something into conjunction with Alex. Uh, yeah. He's been. I mean, so many. People he's have been very super nice. cool guy, isn't he? He's amongst. He's awesome, awesome, really, really good guy. Really. Um, and I've I've only tried a couple of wines that he's made so far, but you know, really impressive. I, I love the I love that project of let's get people involved because it makes sense from a funding perspective, but also that educational and the fact that you know when that wine is made when it's really good you can turn around and go well basically I made that. Yeah. Yeah. He just he just pulled the levers, you know. I, I, yeah. I told him we should go with a bit, bit more mellow on it, or a bit of French, you know. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. I think I think I think it's really genuinely a really interesting concept. Um, and yeah, I'll be I'll be attending. I can't wait. Um, Excellent. And yeah, well, I mean, we don't want to burn any more content, do we? No, no, not at all. Well, I mean, I might might use up all my new material. Um, oh, you don't want to do that. Before you um, uh, head off to jury service, uh, I, I guess I'm going to say it as we go. I'm going to try and stitch this episode together tonight and send it to you. Um, oh, really? So there won't be a fax in there. I'm just going to put, what do you think? I'll put the start. Up the, basically, there's an intro and outro to add to it, right? Yeah, so, so they're going to have... tomorrow? Or yeah, today? Why not? Let's, let's do uh, it. Yes, well, coming to you live then, in that case, yes. unless you're listening to this. Not, not today. Live. Anyway, not live. Um, dear listener, ignore that last bit. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, got a, we, got, we are not actually in your phone or or or, or computer. Are we? No, we are everywhere simultaneously because all we life are is legion. just in vibration. <laughs> I'll leave you anyway. that one. Anyway, ponder that. Ferg, ciao. Great to catch up. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, dear. Great to see you, man. Hope everybody had great fun, and uh, we will see you on the flip. Oh, that was a bit cool. See you soon. That was really cool. Bye. Arrivederci. Okay, bye. Kippa. Okay,